This is CliffCentral.com. A welcome to you, our listeners, to the Youth Leadership Platform, brought to you by Leadership Platform in association with Student Brands. Now, September is International Literacy Month. Am I correct? It's International Literacy Month. Totally, yes. Perfect. A month that is dedicated to encouraging people, more so young people and children, to read and to spread awareness of the dangers and imminent societal harm that can and will be caused by illiteracy amongst the population. Now, a scary stat to take us into this conversation is that, according to UNESCO, approximately seven. 150 million people worldwide remain illiterate, two-thirds of that number being women. This is a startling figure, and to think how lack of literacy plays such an integral role in someone's life, and by virtue of that, in the lives of others, such as loved ones and dependents, one can actually begin to grasp and fully understand just how important it is to be literate and to promote literacy. Now, in studio to touch to us about the importance of literacy and what can be done to improve the promotion of it is Lizelle Lang. PR and Fundraising Manager of Reed Educational Trust. Hello, how are you? <laughs> Good, thanks, and yourself. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Perfect. So now, Lizelle, Reed Educational Trust is an NGO which aims to effectively promote literacy in South Africa and which has been around for nearly four decades, you mentioned. That's right. We started about um, 37, 38 years ago during the uprisings in Soweto when there was a whole outcry about education being all in different languages mm. and people being excluded from education. And Reed started by providing books to the high schools in oh, Soweto, wow. but very quickly found out you can't give a book to somebody mm. if somebody doesn't know what to do with the book. So from just providing resources, books and libraries, we then moved into teacher development, which is training mm -hmm. with a focus on literacy. Yes. So it became a product where you train a teacher how to use a book and that goes into learner development so that our students became literate students. And it's been evolving from there on with different aspects mm. to add to it because it's not as easy as just doing training and hoping that it works. Mm. People need to be motivated. So, uh, your whole community needs to be motivated. And we are adding little advocacy campaigns to that to make that happen. Oh, wonderful. So now I'm really excited that we'll be having this chat about <laughs> something that is, like I said to you earlier, it's seemingly trivial to many people, if not all people. Um, but it's something that really and truly can make or break someone's ability to achieve their goals and reach their full potential. Mm -hmm. So now starting off, uh, if you could let us know from your perspective, how does and how is literacy stunting growth throughout the world? I think we must first understand what the stats mean when it says in South Africa, mm -hmm. we have like an 85% literacy um, growth. Mm -hmm. What that means basically is that 85% of our population have a grade 3 literacy rate. Now, grade 3 literacy rate is a 9-year-old. No. So that means you're able to um, decipher some of the, the words that you see. You recognize the alphabet. You can read very basic text. But what does it actually allow you to do further? 
you must have heard the the discussions where we say from grade one to three, you are learning to read. Mm. From grade four upwards, you are now reading to learn. So if you only have a grade three literacy rate, you deny yourself and you are denied all the other opportunities that being able to um, work with more complex texts, yes. that would mean that you can go beyond just high school. You can, if you want to go and study further, mm. but it's all those other skills that you might be able to explore that you're now unable to explore because you're not able to read. And it's not just the reading, it's the understanding. It is being able to be um, very um I want to say elaborate in your mm. thinking, not just linked and stinted to certain um, guidelines. Yeah. And and that doesn't come naturally. You are taught those kind of things. That is astounding. It really is. So just like you pointed out, just because we might have a high literacy rate doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it, you know. That is a functional and a basic literacy rate. If we look at the literacy um Today that is required of people It's not just reading You need to be digitally literate Mm. You need to be visually literate Coding is becoming a new language Um, They are literally saying And I am so out of that generation (laughs) But anyone that is now in school If you don't know coding Don't know what coding is You are losing out on all the new job opportunities That's presenting itself So we are Really needing to look into the future as to what kind of literacies do we need. It's no longer just reading ABC. It is no longer. That's your, that's your bedrock. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But everything else that spreads from that, you need to, to consider as well. Oh my goodness. So now many believe that literacy is simply an inability to read and that that will have an effect, a negative effect on their life only. Can we touch on the spiraling or snowball effect that being illiterate has on other people's lives and society at large? Well, you know, literacy is a skill, first of all. You're yeah. not born literate. No. Somebody <laughs> needs to teach you how to become literate. Mm-hmm. And why do society actually teach us to become literate? Because they are hoping that we will enter into some kind of formal job that feeds back into the economy. Yes. So if that doesn't happen, you can say that your literacy or slash illiteracy rate is actually stunting your economic growth. Yeah. And that has such a huge knock-on effect. And you, you're so right. It's not not recognizing words. It's not um, not knowing an alphabet. Um, it is unable to express yourself. It's unable to debate. What happens when we can't debate different points because of view? Because isn't that so true? It's not even – reading is so important, but I think that – correct me if I'm wrong. People have the ideas in their head, but – being unable to communicate that effectively is what leads to the frustration, leads to being misunderstood. Completely. It leads to feeling like you're completely, completely an idiot and that you don't know what you're talking about. Debating is one of the most important things we do at school or at varsity level. Mm. It's because of the sharing of ideas, but it's also because when you say something, it triggers something in my brain. How do I actually work through that? How yes. do I formulate and how do I express myself? So all of those communication abilities, um, they listed the the jobs of the future again communication seems to once again make it to the top of of that list Mm -hmm. so where we've had the cognitive abilities that's very important it's still there it's now communication it's creativity it's being able to work with people and it's because digitally we are being overcome by all the things that are happening online and so forth that we're losing those abilities and again if we're not able to do that a huge generation gap is going to 
occur and you're going to lose out on the opportunities that you could um, attain if you, if you had those skills. So now how can being literate solve many societal problems? I really think we are, we are, we need to look at ourselves as little businesses. Oh, I love that. What do you see for yourself? Mm -hmm. What's your brand? (laughs) Uh, What do you want to be as a human being? I always try and get learners to think if you have it a timeline Mm -hmm. and you put yourself in your timeline, you're now 15, you're now 20, you're now whatever. Where do you think you're going to end? Maybe 70, 75, 80. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do with all those years in between? So think ahead. Think ahead. Please think ahead. And being literate is just the start to all those things that you want to attain. So think for yourself, how do I become more literate? And we get the question, we don't have access to libraries. We don't have access to books. Books are expensive, I know. But what are you doing to make it more accessible, even in our rural areas? Mm-hmm. Um, share books. We all have something that we can put in the pot and say, let's share. Yeah. Are we reading even our newspapers out there? Reading magazines out That's there? That's true. Yeah. Share those kind of things. But are we also having little community discussions? Um, why can't we just come together as a little group of interested teenagers and whatever and start talking about those things? Keeping in mind, sharing different ideas, you need to be open-minded for that. Of course. So it's all about the growth that you see for yourself mm-hmm. and being proactive. Yeah. You can do things. Yeah, don't sit and wait. No, no. And, you know, get up and do things yourself. Literally, like you just said, I can imagine now on this from this conversation having four thirteen-year-olds coming together every Wednesday afternoon after school to learn new words together or to share with each other new words that they've learned out of a dictionary, and it's so basic. But I think that that would help so much. You know, they, they also say conversation at home. Your education doesn't start at school. It starts at home mm-hmm. and it starts in your own family and community. And those babies that hear more words already have an advantage when they enter grade R. You just have to hear words. And is it not true that that is why you get seven and eight year olds that are, that understand sarcasm? Because they've been exposed to it. Is it not true? Completely. (laughs) Tell stories if you can't read a book. Yeah. But at least let there be voices, let there be words, vocabulary, different kind of intonations. Yes, yes. um, Around a child as they grow up because that is what makes them um, more ready to go for formal learning. Absolutely phenomenal. So now, how has Read Educational Trust promoted literacy in South Africa, specifically with regards to the programs and workshops you have created and implemented? As as part of our advocacy campaign, so mm-hmm. we have our formal training of teachers and working in the schools, and then to support that, we have what we call the Readathon campaign. Mm-hmm. And under that Readathon umbrella, we have several elements that we use as a motivational tool. One being our Red Reading box. So we have produced now, this is our, this 2017 is I think our fifth box, our fourth box. Each year we produce about 3,000 sponsored boxes on a specific theme. Yes. And we link that back again to a um, stat that says that in South Africa, only 10% of the households have more than 15 books in their home, which means that majority of our children come from homes where there's nothing to read. Mm -hmm. So this red reading box is aimed at giving a child a box in the hand to take home so that in the house environment, they're now 
becomes a little bit more reading material. So in the box, there's a magazine on a topic. This year, it's all about treasure. Oh, wow. What is okay. your treasure? Um, people are treasures, artists treasure, languages treasure. We have actual physical treasure that you can go and find. So there's a whole magazine about different topics of treasure. There's also interactive games that you can play with your family members as easy as snakes and ladders. Oh, wow. But there's also um, a pack of cards with lots of vocab words on it, and we give you different games to play. There's a, a little booklet probably about seven stories in the book that you can read to each other. And then there's a journal because you can't just read, you have to write. Educational, stimulating and imaginative. fun things to do that'll just grow your vocabulary, grow your literacy and just make it for the whole family something to participate in. That's lovely. So now how can the public get involved in this initiative? Well, we also sell the boxes online on our website. Mm -hmm. If you go to www.read.com dot org dot za you'll see a little tag there that says this is the red reading box um and your contribution if you buy a box as a member of the public that full contribution goes back into the pot again for us to develop the next box so that the next boxes can be handed out to our children across south africa so right now and my math is not my strong point so what is it if we've done three so almost fifteen thousand children have already received oh, wow. a, a red box so it really is is something that we'd like to continue with to make sure that all of our children have access to something. An amazing initiative. So now I want to chat as well about your read language sensors and the pilot sensors set yes. up in the Western Cape and Limpopo. Yes, that is actually a natural progression from the work that we did in the schools, yes. particularly in both of those areas. In mm-hmm. Limpopo, very rural, yeah. where in the village after you've gone to school, maybe it's taken some time to get to school, you have to travel back home quite Quite far, while in the in the Cape Town, um, the two areas that we chose was Lavender Hill and Manenberg. There's quite a lot of gang activity. Yes, so yes. again, what do the children do after school? Plus, in both those areas, English as second language is not heard much. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to ensure that you create an environment where your second language ability grows? Yeah. So we started the language center as a fun way of acquiring extra language skills. So in both of these centers, people use different approaches um, because hmm. your learners come from different worlds. Interesting. And okay. the the basics is the same. It's all about understanding a topic, role-playing the topic, mm. doing nice and fun things like I'm dramatizing some story, I am doing quizzes on the side, I'm physically making maybe my dinosaur oh, wow. or whatever. And then allowing them to talk, to understand, and to go back actually and brag about what I've learned oh, at goodness. home. And in in our rural area, the numbers have grown to the point where actually we needed to start thinking about different ways of accommodating more learners because that is something for them in addition to do. And the main thing, it's fun. Learning yes. should be fun. Can't just sit there. Well, that's another thing I want to touch on before we close is it's difficult to encourage children to encourage other children to yeah. read as they themselves are not fully aware of the weight of the importance that reading mm. has in their lives. How can parents, older siblings and other family members make reading something that is exciting for children and not a bore? Look, we learn from example. Mm. I can't tell you 
reading is fun. Go read. I need to show you reading is fun. So I'm always remembering when can you believe there was a time we did not have television. We did not have computers. And I grew up in that time. And what did we do? We actually had family quizzes. We would sit there and go for, let's do a quiz on something. Here's paper. You guys go and read this. We'll quiz you. We made our own entertainment. Now you can do that again. Today you have more access to lots of other things that can make reading fun. We try to pair, because our our youth is so visual, Mm. we try to pair um, movies related to books. Go and look at the the movie, go and read the book now because it's not the same. Two different approaches, but you'll still visualize what that is about. Um, For for young parents with young children, make, make going to the, make taking a bath fun. Talk about the things that's in the bath. Give them character names. Play around these things. That's imagination growing. It is all about keeping on talking and doing it in a way that includes everybody in the process. And you are not the fun master only. Everyone else can contribute to what makes learning fun. I really like that approach. So now, what success stories have you been witness to or can you share with us uh, that you have experience through your work with uh, Reed Educational Trust so far? Sure. We've, you know, the the Reed Trust have been fortunate in touching so many lives. Mm. Um, in that Limpopo project, there were actually volunteers from the community, youth, that oh, were not working, that participated in the learning center. They started not only interacting with the learners in the afternoon, but particularly with the young babies in oh. the mornings in our ECM early childhood classes. Mm-hmm. And there were five of those volunteers that went on to get a bursary from UNISA that actually took two and a half years, I think, to complete their studies, but they've now graduated. And from pure the drive that they wanted to contribute something, they can now go out and start their own ECD centers or even study further and and eventually end up by being a grade R teacher or a foundation phase teacher. So it's the drive that we've seen in people. In Cape Town, what was amazing was one of the little learners there. Mm -hmm. He was such a polite child, such a um, leader. Mm -hmm. Turns out that he was already a gang leader and this is an age of something like 12, 11 I'm talking about and through the learning center just the values that they were taught at the learning center through the life skills and the interaction that they had, he kept on being the leader but instead of now being the bad gang leader, he actually became an inspiration to the other children because he encouraged them to start joining and participating in these sessions. Now that's one life saved and going forward to becoming probably a, a great leader in and that community. And a spiral from that. We're hoping so. So every little life that you touch adds to to the value of what literacy can give for us going forward. Oh my goodness. You Everybody, all I can say is read. Encourage other people to read. What does Read Educational Trust have planned going forward? Okay, we're already um, making sure that our learning centers are going wider. Yes. So we are planning for some in the Free State and we're planning for oh, some fantastic. here in Harting. We are planning our next box already so oh, wow. that we make sure that <laughs> that is distributed. And for the first time next year, we are offering qualifications ourselves for Level 4 and 5 East 
ABCD qualifications because that is the point, entry-level point, where you can actually start your own business with. Oh my because goodness. you then a qualified practitioner can look after children from four to uh, zero to four. Oh, wow. So there's a lot that you've got going on and there's definitely no stagnancy. Like it's just growing and expanding and really going for whatever you can. We have our own little lifeline. So we're plotting and looking ahead. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic, Lizelle. So lastly, I'd like to ask you, what advice would you give to young people out there in general? Just really don't lose hope. Nothing comes easy, but the most important things come from a little effort. So put effort into your own education. Don't look at others only to Mm. educate you, but also try and find the role models that you will be aspire to be and see how they can assist you. And that is actually um, a call to everyone else out there. Try and look after the youth by offering something like apprenticeships, offering them an opportunity to come into uh, a workplace and just observe what's going on and offering just to extend a helping hand when a helping hand is needed. Your social media details for those who want to keep up with you? Yeah, I know you're putting me on the spot. We are on <laughs> Facebook and Facebook we are Read Edutrust. We are on Twitter and it is Read Capital Letters hyphen edu hyphen trust. And we're also on Instagram, read underscore educational underscore trust. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lizelle. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Wonderful. This was the Youth Leadership Platform brought to you by Leadership Platform in association with Student Brands. We'll catch you same time, same place next week. For now, goodbye and God bless. This is CliffCentral.com.